Welcome back to another episode of the Between the Mics podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ty Ferguson, and subbing in for Austin this week um, is two of our really close friends, Ryan Sue and Derek Great Chamley. Derek, if you're not Ryan, if you kind of want to introduce yourselves, go ahead. Greetings from Atlanta. Um, guys, excited to talk some Georgia football with y'all. Um, looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Derek? Yeah, man, same here. You know, thank you, Ty, for having us on. I'm excited to try to fill in for Austin and carry some of the load. Yeah, big shoes to fill, right? But, I mean, just let's get right into it, guys. Obviously, a big game upcoming Saturday against Arkansas. Top 10 matchup. Uh, Sam Pittman, older line coach. A lot of storylines coming around that. Great uh, primetime game. Oh, wait. Yeah, got to love it. College game day, uh, top 10, but, I mean, kicking off at noon. So not where you really want to be kicking off in a game of this magnitude, but to each his own. I know the dogs are going to be ready. But before we get into Arkansas, let's just go ahead and kind of wrap up the game against Vanderbilt last Saturday. Uh, me and Austin touched on it, and I know just from separate conversations I've had with each of you, we all kind of knew what that game was going to be going into it. I mean, we knew Vanderbilt was outmatched. We're a national title contender this year. I mean, Vanderbilt, I mean, they lost to East Tennessee State to open the year. So, I mean, we can't really, don't really need to say much more than that. From the opening kick, it was pretty evident the way that that game was going to go. The final score ended up being 62 to zero. Um, Just some stats that stand out for me for that game. Um, UGA, we had 28 first downs in the game. Vanderbilt had four. Uh, we had 532 total yards of offense. Vanderbilt had 77. I know up until about four minutes left in the, the uh, fourth quarter, it was kind of in question if Vanderbilt was going to have more yards than we had points. Um, and we had five players rush for a touchdown. Um, Zamir White. Lad McConkey brought Bowers, Dejon Edwards, and I think James Cook got him one. Um, so just really impression, impressive from start to finish from the dogs. You really like to see that because, I mean, in the past, we've kind of played down to our competition in some games. I know just we've played Nickel State close a few years ago. Um, thinking back to the last season that we had with Mark Rick, we went into overtime with Georgia Southern. So it was really nice just – doing what an elite team should do coming out in a noon kickoff where you could kind of 11 a.m. Central time and local time from where we were playing in Nashville. So coming out fast, coming out really, really physical and just dominating an undermatched opponent was really nice to see. Gosh, I mean, I got to agree with you, Ty. I mean, it's been a long time to where I felt as excited as I do about this Georgia football team. Uh, I mean, just the way they come out, they came out strong. I mean, I don't really remember us looking that good against an opponent from start to finish. No, complete domination. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we all knew what this was going to be. And uh, anytime this happens, I mean, you're still going to have, I know we have personal stories with Vanderbilt fans who talk about, you know, this isn't Vanderbilt football and things like that. And, and I saw some of that after the game, but there was nothing they were going to do to change the outcome of that game. But this covering was, the spread in the first quarter, I mean. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I mean, thirty. the spread was set at 34 and a half, and we were leading 35. I mean, I know I had, I, from personally, I know I had money on it, and I won a little bit off of that game. So was definitely glad to not have to stress about it like I do in some of my other bets. But. But my biggest question, is there anything that you feel like we could take away from the Vanderbilt game? I mean, playing a team that's so outmatched, do we, do we really – do you feel like we got better? Do we get anything from that? I mean, what's y'all's opinion on that? Dear God, I love our D-line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too, man. I, I really – I agree with you. I mean, Jalen Carter would be a starter at any other Division One program in the country. It just so happens that he has Jordan Davis, probably the best defensive tackle. I mean, he is the best defensive tackle in college football. I mean, having those two just right there in the middle, Trayvon Walker, I think Warren Brinson gets in there. 
I mean, I mean, you kind of forget about Trayvon Walker with how good (laughs) Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis are. I mean, you saw Jalen Carter absolutely just throw that lineman. I mean, it looked like varsity was playing against JV. I mean, I think the best part was only needing Jordan for nine snaps too. I thought his little interview after the game was great, uh, showing that dominance. Yeah, I mean, you didn't. Re- I didn't even realize that. that like, I mean, he only literally. I mean, he said it. He only played nine snaps. I mean, it's pretty. It was pretty much a bye week for him. I mean, and it's, well, it's crazy it's really... too. I mean, he's like the best defensive tackle in the country, and we're pulling him out on third downs. I mean, yeah. I mean, even in close games. I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about just against Vanderbilt. You look at like against Clemson, against South Carolina, like early in the game, we're pulling him out in obvious pass rushing situations. Like if that doesn't show the trust that you have in your backup behind, I mean, what else does? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's truly an embarrassment of riches that um, at that D line that Kirby Smart and Trey Scott have put together. I mean, it, I mean, we're probably seven or eight guys deep. Um, and then you have, I mean, linebackers, Nicobe and Quay played a great game. Channing Tindall, I mean, he's probably been the surprise of the defense so far this year. I mean, he's made plays all four years. He's been at Georgia on special teams, but now you see him at middle linebacker just running people down from sideline to sideline, just making big hits behind the line of scrimmage. Um, every single week, I feel like our secondary is getting better and better. Keely Ringo's continues to get tested, and I mean, Every single week, I feel like he's getting closer and closer. I mean, on coverage, he's just, he's getting his head around, making plays on the football. I mean, it's it's very very encouraging to see just the growth that we've had in all three levels of our defense to this point. And I mean, it, we're, it's going to be tested again this week. I mean, Arkansas's. I mean, we thought Clemson was going to be the best team we play all year, but I mean, their season's kind of gone sideways with their loss to NC State. So. Arkansas coming into Sanford this weekend is probably going to be our, I mean, biggest test that we've had this year. Um, so, but yeah. So speaking of our season to this point, what would y'all say y'all are most happy with up to this point in the season? I feel like it would be our defense, obviously, just from what we were just finishing up talking about. But is there anything other than our defense that just y'all been really excited to see so far? Um, well, I'll just kind of heart back to Ryan's point. So I feel like in the past, I feel like Georgia got an unfair rap for some things. Um, but I do think that we didn't always play great against teams that were worse than us. I feel like we did, we played about how we should against teams around our level. And we would a lot of the times lose the teams that are better than us, but Mm -hmm. we really do just play better than every team we've been playing. We're passing the eye test. Um, I'm not worried about this weekend, actually. And I'm pretty excited about the rest of the season. Um, as far as the offensive side of the ball, definitely a few guys are surprising me, and I'm super excited about – I know you were going to mention Brock Bowers. Excited about McConkey, uh, just because of his name. Uh, <laughs> and, again, Tyndall, again, on the defense, was the biggest surprise for me, just because I can't remember a time hearing his name being called too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of been buried on the depth chart and playing behind – I mean, guys that have been drafted in the NFL, Monty Ross, Tay Crowder. I mean, yep. now Nakobe and Quay. I mean, Channing is just – he just so happened to be playing behind guys that are going to be playing on Sundays. So, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the point that you made about just passing the eye test. I know early on in the season that our biggest criticism is kind of, oh, look at their schedule, look who's on their schedule. But, I mean – yeah, we're playing probably teams that would be considered weaker. I mean, so far we've played UAB, South Carolina, and obviously Vanderbilt last week. But, I mean, I love what you say. We looked elite in all of those games. I mean, there hasn't been a second where, I mean, you see somebody tweet out on Sports Center. I mean, what's going on? I mean, you see all these teams, like, being playing in close games against teams that they shouldn't, and it always gets everybody's attention. Um, score updates in other games. It's like, hey, look at this. I mean, Georgia's hanging around. I mean, upset alert. I mean, it hasn't been that for a second in any of our games. Starting fast, getting out to big leads, and then cruising. I mean, that's what I've loved to see so far this year. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. that's the biggest thing. That's the most surprising thing to me is just the way that we've been able to handle business. Uh, I feel like that hasn't always been the case. Um, but mm-hmm. for me, in terms of on the on the offensive side, I love seeing uh, McConkey. I mean, I don't know if it's just because he's another white possession kind of like <laughs> receiver. But, I mean, does he not just remind you of Michael Bennett from the mid-2000s? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, They might have ever talking about that. Uh, but yeah, but in terms of like, I mean, I know it's kind of still surprising. You know, we're talking about surprising in a good way, but I'll kind of transition mm-hmm. us even into surprising in a bad way. I've been mm-hmm. not super impressed with our offensive line. I think it's pretty clear no. that we don't have what we want uh, as as much shuffling as we're doing. I mean, it it's pretty clear that we've taken a step back in that regard since Sam Pittman has left. I mean, I'll kind of mm-hmm. ask y'all, do y'all think this is a um, like a Matt Luke versus Sam Pittman kind of game where we're kind of showing some deficiencies in that area? Or do you think it's just like we're, our guys just aren't quite ready and like our, our young up-and-comers, Broderick Jones and Amarius Mims, like we're, they're just – they're not ready quite yet? I would – I don't – I think Matt Luke is doing a, a great job. I do think – there was a bit of a drop. I mean, obviously between what we had with Sam Pittman versus what we have now, but I, I do think Matt Luke is doing a great job. And I would also credit it kind of what your second point there was. Some of the guys just may not be quite ready for every single snap on Saturday's SEC football. I will say that I expect Broderick to play a lot of left tackle this weekend. Um, really? Okay. I think our best, offensive line combination whatever it ends up being i i really think it ends up being jamari at right guard or just in right or left guard i think he it's his natural position i think that's what our best combination whatever it ends up being i think it will be broderick left tackle either um chafer at guard either svp or um, erickson at center with um salier and McClendon at right tackle. I, I think that's ultimately going to be what we end up with, um, whether it's sooner rather than later. But I know that they've tried a multitude of combinations and just hasn't worked out yet. Um, but, yeah, I do think our O-line ha- hasn't played up to the standard of years past. I think our longest run on the season was that McConkey run for a touchdown this last weekend where we just – I mean, it was a trick play. We just got up. We just got on outflanked. I think our longest right. true running play to the point in the season is like a 25-yard run from a running back. So that's, I mean, that's ultimately what I would love to see improve better. I mean, it scares me a little too. Yeah. I mean, you look at like Van Pran at center and like I mean, he's kind of struggling with some of these coverages a little bit. Like you mm-hmm. see JT's like, there's a lot on his plate, how he's, yeah. I mean, he's called, I mean, he's calling out the Mike linebacker. I mean, you're not mm-hmm. really, there's usually not the job of your, of your quarterback. I mean, I know he can handle it, but I'd love to be able to take some of that off of him, even just with some like more experience with Van Pran or if we're going to end up moving Erickson back there. Um, yeah. Just a little bit nervous about our O-line. Uh, if we can hold up uh, this week against Arkansas. Yeah, I definitely think we need to be more explosive in the run game. I think that's going to come a lot, too, once we get Darnell Washington back full-time. Um, he's the, uh, an amazing blocker, gets a lot of movement, and I think that that's ultimately going to be when Broderick does take over left tackle full-time because you can kind of put Darnell over there and put his hand on the ground and kind of give Broderick some help when he may need it. I mean, yeah, um, that short yardage, that goal line yeah. situation, Fitzpatrick just absolutely got manhandled. Like, he, he, just, got, yeah. he just got worked. Yeah. So I think for us to be a truly elite, explosive offense like we want to be, we've seen that we have the downfield passing attack. We have the weapons. We have the quarterback. Now I feel like what we kind of didn't expect, we really need to get the run game going. I feel like in years past, it's been the complete opposite. We want to be more explosive through the air. And now we are. Now we can't yeah. run the ball. So I do think I would – I want to see us improve there. So, but yeah. Yeah, def- definitely concerned there. And I am by no means happy that um, that is the case. It's definitely a valid criticism. I am excited, though, because I feel like coming into the season – you mentioned it some, Ty. Our secondary always took the brunt of everything. And that mm-hmm. was supposed to be, our. I feel like, our weakest point of the team. And mm-hmm. I really don't feel like it has been. If you're nitpicking, sure, you can find some things. 
But I feel like against UAB and South Carolina, who I thought the quarterback did really well, I yeah. feel like they held their own. And I'm pretty excited about that going forward. Derek, I yeah. think me and you could hold our own back there with Jalen Carter and <laughs> Nolan Smith. I mean, That's how, how it's looking on this pass rush. <laughs> They're covering up a That's... fair amount of deficiencies back there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, the way that we play defense, the way we our style of defense, we are a man-to-man team to the core. I mean, when you're playing man-to-man, every now and again you're going to get beat. I mean, you can't win every one-on-one matchup as much as we would like to, but, I mean, they're going to hit their fair share. Arkansas will probably hit a couple deep balls this weekend. It's just you have to win more than you lose. And I think to this point in the season, to our secondary's credit, I think that we're doing that. Obviously, Darion Kendrick is helping tremendously getting him from Clemson. Uh, Keely Ringo's playing great every single game. He's getting better and better. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're getting Tyke Smith back this week. Um, oh. That's going to help. But even if we don't, I mean, Latavius Brini's been playing great in the star position. Chris Smith has been really good. Lewis Seen has been really good. So, I mean, I think by the end of the season, our secondary is going to be a strength of our defense. And I don't really see us having a weakness at that point. I was but, about to say, I mean, everything can't be a strength. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if everything's super, nothing's yeah. super. Yeah, we can't right. be perfect. It's okay like where we're at, I think. We're in a really good spot. Like, yeah. I mean, I would put us up against – I would say anybody right now. Granted, there are some teams that are weak compared to last year and the previous years, but mm-hmm. we're in a really good spot. Odds on betting favor right now. <laughs> the final thing that I would just love to see improvement on, and it's nothing that the team can really help, is just, I think we just have to get healthy. I think at this point in the season, we're showing everything we need to show. And I mean, the reinforcements are coming. I mean, we're probably going to get Darnell and Tyke back hopefully this week. Some point in the season, Don Blaylock's going to play. Um, George Prickens is running at practice again, hopefully having him back by maybe mid-November in time for a hopeful SEC championship game. I'm not going to hold out hope and say we ever see Eric Gilbert. I'm not going to th- say that he's ever going to play a down for us until I see him on the field. But obviously, no. if he did, I mean, that would be just even more help. I think once we once we get healthy, I would put our team up against any team in the country. And that's the, ultimately the thing that I'm just waiting on the most is just when we're at full strength, what are we going to look like? You want to get a quick little injury report um, for this upcoming week and what we're what we're thinking on that, and then we can kind of move move forward. We've kind of, I think we've kind of covered up um, Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I mean, I, oh, it's a little bit concerning to me. Like you see, JT Daniels got a little bit of that lat lat injury. Yeah. I, I'm I don't love anything compensatory, uh, which yeah. this kind of could be coming from that oblique. Um, same thing with like Don Blaylock, like coming off of a, off this ACL. And then he's got a little bit of a hamstring tug. I mean, that just scares me. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see – I mean, I can't wait to see um, Darnell there. It looks like him and Tyke are going to be on a little bit of a snap count. Uh, but, I mean, seeing Darnell on the outside, I mean, we're just going to be – it's pretty exciting thinking about him in yeah. 12 personnel with uh, Brock Bowers. Um, and then Tyke's going to be a real physical on that star. I'm, I'm curious to see how we're going to be using him – versus Brini in terms of if it's more of like an obvious passing, if we're going to have Brini out there, or if it's mm-hmm. going to be Tyke. Yeah, yeah, and then, I mean, you also have to mention um, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint. I mean, he banged, he rolled his ankle during that Vanderbilt game. He's questionable. Arian Smith been dealing a little bit of a turf toe issue. I'm so. done with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, unfortunately, Pierre still hasn't been let go, and I think Kirby mentioned it in one of his press conferences this week. He's still kind of bat- battling. I mean, they've kind of had to slow him back down a little bit at practice. So, Gosh, he's, he's been still... open, though. Like, I mean, seeing him running these routes this last game, that was exciting. I mean, he, I mean, he get, he's a phenomenal route runner. He sits in those holes really well in zone coverage. So I'm excited to see him fully unleashed. Yeah. yeah. But, but, yeah, so it, it, it could be another depleted receiving core. Um, again, this week with just some injuries we're battling there. I know McConkie's been really good. Obviously, we've touched on it. My surprise of the season so far has been Brock Bowers. We I touched on it in the first episode. 
that Brock Bowers for me was a player to watch this upcoming season because of just the hype that he was getting out of fall camp and he has delivered and then some I mean dude is in the Mackey award run like I mean I don't think a freshman's ever won it but I mean he's got to be on the short list at this point he, I mean he's dominating week in and week out he had three touchdowns against Vanderbilt so I mean he's obviously been my surprise so probably going to need to rely on him big time again this weekend so kind of let's just segue into the big game on Saturday. Obviously, when the season opened up and the, the schedule came out, I mean, Arkansas we knew was going to be on the schedule, but we had no idea the magnitude of the game it was going to be. I mean, Arkansas won three games last year, I and mean, maybe won one or two the year before that. So, I mean, Sam Pittman's done an outstanding job. Obviously, they're 4-0 coming into this season, or coming into this game, I should say ranked number eight in the country with wins over Texas A&M and Texas. I mean, obviously those aren't two pushover schools, so that's very impressive. They've been really active on defense. They've been pounding the ball on offense, hitting some explosive plays in the passing game off of some play action. Sam Pittman has done an outstanding job. Obviously it's going to be a really hyped game. We mentioned that college game day is going to be there. Kirk Herbstreit, Chris Fowler on the call. So, you know, anytime that they're in the booth, I mean, that just adds extra excitement to a game that they call. So I'm Does really it? excited. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it. <laughs> I'm really excited to get to get to watch us against a really good Arkansas team on Saturday between the hedges. I know the crowd's going to be loud. The student section's yeah. going to be rocking. So what, what's y'all's opinion on this game? Uh, so I might have – I'm definitely excited about this game. But I kind of went back and was watching the A&M-Arkansas game again, and I might have a contrarian point of view. So definitely think Arkansas is good. Uh, kind of going through the first half, I'll get into that game a little bit. But the highlight to me was K.J. Jefferson's block mm-hmm. for his running back. I think that kind of shows Arkansas – when I think of Arkansas, I think of it's little Arkansas versus the world. You know, I, I think of their spirit, that identity they have, that togetherness, that uh, ground and pound kind of team. And, and I think that's impressive. Um, so I think on that side of the ball, you know, I think they're going to come in fired up. You know, I'm pretty excited about that. But I think they're a little outmatched here. I really do. Um, I think what A&M did versus them would do better. Uh, I mean, I'll just be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And looking back on that game, I think the last touchdown Arkansas scored was with 14 minutes left in the second quarter. Granted, the quarterback got hurt, um, mm. but I don't think they looked the better team in that second half. I really don't. Now I think they're coming to Athens uh, against a team with a better D-line, um, something that they might struggle with. I think forcing them to pass would be really good for us. Uh, and I think it might get out of hand eventually in the game. I really do. Yeah. Got a lot of eye candy. Uh, they do a lot of misdirection. Got to yeah. keep that eye discipline. Yeah, I would say that's another thing. I was, you know, after saying all that about Arkansas, I wouldn't say they're like a bland team. You know, they had that double pass trick play. Uh, they went for it on fourth down. Like, you know, they definitely got a couple things up their sleeve that I hope, you know, George is, is ready for. Yeah. Ryan, what's your uh, just initial thoughts on the game? Well, uh, I made a work schedule about a month ago for for this week, and uh, you know, you're looking at the schedule and you're like, "Oh, what what uh, Saturdays? Am I not really concerned about working?" Uh, Arkansas, not really concerned. So I'm working this Saturday. I think that kind of oh, no. shows my uh, shows my thought process on Arkansas about a month ago. Obviously, it's, it's pretty different now in terms of them being four and zero. Sam Pittman looking like he can really coach a team up. I mean, you knew. I mean, there's no question that his players were going to love him. Uh, you can see how George O-line yeah. and all the Georgia players loved him throughout all the recruiting process and then also just as he was a coach. Yep. Um, I'm I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I I mean, I, I'll be honest. I get kind of negative, like, coming into Georgia games. I, I try, and, uh, try and build up walls around my heart because I feel like I've been let down so many times in my life. <laughs> Um, it's a joy. So, yep. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, you always kind of want to 
try and bet against Georgia potentially to try and hedge it so uh, so it doesn't break your heart quite as much. Um, but I don't know. This year seems a little different, and so so we'll see. Um, but I'm definitely nervous about this weekend. Yeah, I I've gone back and forth. I don't I don't really feel very nervous. I would say I, I do think we're going to win pretty comfortably. I mean, the spread is set at 18 and a half. So Vegas obviously feels the same. I've gone back and forth whether I think we're going to cover and don't cover. But I do think that it's a favorable matchup for us. I think what Arkansas does well, they want to pound on you. They want to lean on you. They want to run the ball at you. And that sets up everything that they do off of their run game. Um, So at this point in the season, they have – I mean, obviously they're led by their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. Um, he has 844 yards passing, six touchdowns, two interceptions so far this year. But I mean, What's one thing that I'm do sorry? we know? What's the extent of his injury? By the way, is he doing? Uh, he was still on the injury report, the list, and uh, I know he came I know back. He's, I know he's questionable. I would. He's playing. I would. Yeah. I would let's not. Let's not even. Playing. I mean. I'm no, no, say sure that he's he's I'm not even going to assume that he's not playing. Um, what I will assume though is. With that banged up ankle, he has 230 rushing yards so far this season, which would be second on the team for Arkansas in rushing yards. I don't think he's going to be much of a factor on the ground this week. So I think yeah. if, as long as Georgia can keep him in the pocket, keep him contained, be really sound in our rush from the defensive ends, I think that that's somewhere we can really attack them, is keeping him in the pocket, making him be a pocket passer. Because that's where I think we could have an advantage. Yeah, they do. They do have a good running back, Traylon Smith. Um, for them, has 298 yards on 59 carries. Um, to this point in the season, um, they actually have five players that have more than 100 rushing yards, and six players on their team average more than five yards per carry. So they're really deep in the backfield. Um, they like to spread the ball around to different running backs kind of similar to the way Georgia does. I mean, we have that rotation of Zamir, Kendall, um, James, and Kenny. I mean, Arkansas is the same way. They rotate their three or four guys. They give them the ball, and they're confident in each of them to be able to do a good job for them. So I think with the way our rush defense is, Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt, we've touched on it to start this podcast. I think that we're going to be able to stop them from running the ball. I think that we're going to make them have to make big plays to the passing game, which it just so happens that they probably have the best wide receiver in the SEC with Traylon Burks. I think he's going to have to play big for them. He's going to have to have a monster game for Arkansas for them to have any shot at pulling off the upset. I mean, they're going to have to run the ball consistently to also to have a shot at pulling it off. And I just, I just don't, see them being able to run the ball against us. I don't see anyone being able to run the ball against us, which is why I don't feel very nervous at all about this week. I think we have a significant edge on the defensive side of the ball when their offense is on the field enough to win comfortably. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like A&M kind of went with that same game plan. And I feel like they Mm -hmm. they got rushed on a lot. I feel like they kind of keyed in on it on the second half. But if you look at the two touchdowns that Arkansas scored, both long passes, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think KJ Jefferson threw more than twenty times in that game. I don't think he needed to. But Mm-mm. the first touchdown pass, one on one man coverage, the guy gets beat by himself. That happens. Mm-hmm. The second one, I definitely won't say it was fluky. There was a moment of individual brilliance there, but I think he got hit once and then got pushed by one of his own players past the guy um, to kind of break open. It looked just really strange. Um, I think without those, though, I mean, you know, they happen, so and that happens all the time. But I just don't think they're they're going to be able to hurt us there. Uh, they had some really great catches. I don't think all of those things are going to happen at the same time against Georgia to be enough to beat us. I mean, they scored twenty points. I think they're playing a tougher defense this week. Um, but but let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think. They would have to have so many things fall the right way for them to be able to pull off the upset on Saturday, and I just I just don't think that it necessarily will. 
for us on the offensive side of the ball against them, I mean, we touched on it. We're, we're banged up at receiver still. Um, JT's got a little bit of a nagging injury. Um, they've done a very successful job in stopping the run. They also have a very good defense. They're 11th in the you know, country right now in, in total scoring the defense. I think they're only giving up about 14 points a game to this point. Um, so, I mean, they're stout on defense. We're going to have to hit some explosives. But one thing that they do do on defense that I've noticed, they run a three-man front. Um, obviously, if you run a three-man front, it kind of leaves you susceptible to some running lanes if you can block the three guys and get up to the linebackers, which is what Georgia hasn't done a good job of so far this year. I think that they're going to have to walk some safeties down because we're going to, I think this is going to be the most committed to the run we've been all year. I think we're, we know that we're going to have to hit some explosives in the run game. I do think we're going to, we're going to hit some big runs on Saturday. Um, maybe, and that'll set up some deep shots to Jermaine, to Ladd, um, to Brock Bowers. So I think, do they think they'd run like a cover two look with two deep safeties? So obviously anytime you're running against cover two, that's a very good time to run the ball. So I think that that's what we're going to see a lot of on Saturday is just us coming out early. Todd Munkin wanted to establish the run, maybe hitting some deep shots later in the game once we've kind of softened the defense up a little bit. Who's who's going to be hitting those deep runs for us? Uh, Which running back are y'all? We kind of got a a stable of – of some backs. Um, I'm curious to hear y'all's thoughts on who your favorite, who you want to see out there. I mean, I'm a Kendall Milton stand. I, I think <laughs> that he, I think he's the most talented of the four that primarily get the most of the carries. I think he's the next one next year after we live once James and Demir leave. But honestly on Saturday, I think it's going to be a lot of Zeus. I think he's going to be the bell cow. I, we've seen a lot of improvement from him. His vision's gotten better. He's making cuts that you saw um, pre-ACL. So I think Zeus is going to have a really, really solid game on Saturday, and I'm excited to watch him. What about you, Derek? Which which one do you like to see? And then we'll go with, like, who do you hate to see in the backfield? Because I've got one in mind. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to say McIntosh or whoever, but I, I love Milton. Uh, I think we'll see Zeus too, but he just hasn't. He hasn't looked it for me. Doesn't have the the attacking option. I don't know. I just really like to watch Milton play. Why? Wow, who would you say? Who do you hate? Gosh, anyone but James Cook. I mean, <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, your service. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, but like, no. you breathe on that guy and he falls. <laughs> yeah, I will say I think we can use him though because you're talking about this three man front, Calzada for A and M. This guy has some – and granted, I don't think he wanted to be playing in these type of circumstances yet, or he wasn't expecting to. Has some of the worst awareness I've seen. They talk about this internal clock. This guy against a three-man front sits there and will get sacked. Or he takes off too early, takes off way too late. He tried to throw a lot of check downs mm-hmm. way too late when a guy's sitting on top of the running back. I feel like with a guy like James Cook, we might be able to do a little bit better of a job. But – I understand that that's not your boy, too. No, I'm yeah. out on him. I've been out on him. <laughs> I definitely agree with you there, Derek. I mean, watching the Texas A&M game, they were able to do a really good job, A&M was, of I mean, hurting them with the running back out of the backfield. Isaiah Spiller had five catches. The A&M's running back had five catches for 26 yards. So, I mean, I think if, if we James could honestly help us a lot this Saturday if we make a conscientious effort to look for him on the checkdowns and get him the ball in space. I mean, hopefully he goes against Ryan's narrative of blowing on him and he falls over. But yeah, no, I know I don't I do see that. think that he could be a weapon for us if we can get him the ball. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. It's just um, he hasn't always gotten the the looks that. People, I mean, you always hear about him in practice. It's like, is this going to be the year James Cook breaks out? Oh, he's so great in practice. Nobody can tackle him. And then to Ryan's credit, I mean, we don't really ever see that in games. He's had some flashes here and there. He's had some decent games. But 
I'm so sick of hearing in the offseason about how great this player is, and then they just don't do anything. I mean, just, when are we just going to be out on those players? <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. He's been hyped up the last few years. but He's going to be in the slot. He's going to be the best. We're going to flex him out all the time. We haven't done it yet. Uh, nope, we sure haven't. So maybe, the, maybe this will be the wait. Yeah, I'd to their defense, he looks like the type of player who should be in the slot or running out of the backfield and catching yeah. passes. He's fast. I would and love elusive. to see some two back sets. And and what scares me about James Cook is I just feel like he reminds me a lot of what Keith Marshall did with. Yeah, you know, he reminds me a lot of what Tennessee did with Alvin Kamara um, when he was back went back in college. I mean, he was a good running back, and, I mean, he, you heard about him a lot. He was good out of the backfield. He ran the ball in between the tackles every now and again. But then he gets to the NFL remember. and just explodes. So I just feel like, man, in, in two or three years, is James Cook going to be playing in the NFL, just no. catching passes out of the backfield, making good plays <laughs> in the run? I mean, you never no. know. I mean, what? Are what's you asking the, if he's Alvin Kamara? <laughs> time, will, time may only tell, right? No, yeah. <laughs> what's Keith Marshall doing in the NFL? Oh wait, nothing. He's just like Keith Marshall. I mean, gosh, I love him to death, but he's like a. I love Keith Marshall to death. I don't love James Cook to death. Let's let's be clear on that. Um, yeah, maybe I'll like him when he's gone. But I mean, you come in this big talented recruit every year. He oh, he's this, he's that. Can't do anything. He can't do anything. You breathe on him and he falls down. James Cook is scoring two touchdowns this game. Guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed. All right, but kind of just wrapping up Arkansas with some last-minute just observations from you guys. How do you feel the game's going to go on Saturday? We'll start with you, Ryan. Obviously, the spread set at 18 and a half. Um, Just how do you feel about that? I mean, does Georgia win? Does Georgia cover? Just what are your initial thoughts? What are your final thoughts, I guess I should say? I think it's going to be close early on. I think it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest. Unfortunately. I'm worried that we're going to try and establish the run a little too much early on. Mm. We're going to get jammed up on that. Uh, ultimately, we're going to end up kind of moving towards more towards the pass later in the game. I think that's ultimately what's going to set us up. Um, mm. I think we probably cover, um, but it's going to be all late. It's going to be all stuff in the second half. Uh, I think when we, in my opinion, we're going to look at halftime. We're going to be like, wow, this is a close game. I'm not, I'm kind of nervous about this. Hmm. Okay. Derek, what, what about you? Well, I would say I'm usually a skeptic when it comes to Georgia. I feel like year in, year out. I know definitely this year with Clemson, I was really nervous about that game. Uh, I thought Clemson but, was going to win. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was not confident at all, to to put it bluntly. But I don't know. I feel like Georgia's proved me wrong. I feel different. I've got I've got the feeling, man. I've got the feelings there. Ooh. I think, uh, yeah, I think it'll <laughs> I think it'll start out kind of like you said, but I think we'll force them to pass. I don't think they're that's foreign territory to them, um, and I think they're really going to struggle there. I mean, like I said, they scored that touchdown at the beginning of the second quarter and kind of struggled to get even in the red zone after that. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, KJ Jefferson's hurt, but I mean. He's still a little banged up, so I feel like that's really going to hurt them. I really do. I feel like he's really big for this team. Uh, he's not going to be running. There was a few third downs on third and six, third and seven that he would run, kind of take those big hits, get a first down. I think after he went out or kind of maybe when he came back, they were like 0 of 6 or 0 of 7 on those kind of third and long kind of plays. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we get him there, we'll have a real good shot to win and cover. And I, I think easily. I think we'll win by more than 20 points. Okay. Yeah, I would agree. Um, obviously, what we want with Arkansas is to get those them in those third and ten, third and nine situations where they have to pass. I don't think they're comfortable in that. Um, I think if they have, is to anyone it, comfortable but, in that? No, I mean, I don't think they'll be. Baby. But yeah. I, I think they, what they what they're wanting is two yards, two yards, and they want they want to be playing third and four. So they want to be playing third and shorts. Where they can, they have the option if they can give it to their back, they can run it with their quarterback, or they could pass. You have you have a multitude of options they could do there. I also think we're going to cover the spread. I think it's going to be a backdoor late cover. Probably three minutes left in the fir- fourth quarter, we go up by twenty. That's what just, I think. 
I think it's, I don't think the game is ever going to be in doubt. I think we're going to be up double digit majority, but I just I don't see this as a good matchup for Arkansas. What they do is run the ball, and what we do is stop the run. I mean, when it when it comes to a battle of our strength, I think our guys are better than their guys, and that's what's going to be the deciding factor. They're not going to be able to get any push up front, which will allow us to keep them in those third and longs, make a banged-up K.J. Jefferson have to stand back there, stagnant in the pocket, and just make throws the entire game. So for me, I think Georgia's going to win the game ultimately somewhere around 35-13 to and cover the spread late. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting game. I'm excited to watch a top-10 matchup, excited to watch a hype game. So I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, uh, I do want to say too, you know, just super excited for Arkansas. I think college football is in a better place when they're a good team. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think there's going to be anyone outside of Georgia fans uh, rooting against them this week. So, you know, I think I think they're the darling right now for everyone. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to it. But so something me and Austin like to do at the end of each podcast, as you know, is pick the other games in the SEC against the spread so kind of just to wrap up our games from last week i went four and four last week getting the georgia game the lsu game kentucky and alabama correct auburn didn't cover tennessee didn't cover missouri lost outright and they were favored and i had a m and arkansas beat them so on my record on the year currently is 21 and 16 so respectable but I'm def I'm over 500. So, so hey, 56 percent is in the money in Vegas, baby. That's right. <laughs> so looking at this week, we've got Arkansas at UGA. Obviously, we but we all three think UGA is going to cover. But just looking at the next game on the schedule, um, let's just all go down and see how we're feeling about this. Um, the first game after, other than us is Tennessee at Missouri. Missouri is currently favored by two and a half points. And at home, so probably the home field advantage is what's making them be the favorite. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Missouri at or Tennessee at Missouri by two and a half in the Tigers' favor. Uh, I think Tennessee looked good in spells versus Florida. You know, obviously, uh, in the end, came short. But Missouri at home, I kind I chose them to cover. It's only two points. Uh, probably two and a half teams. Two and a half. They would beat them by three. But, uh, yeah, I chose Missouri to cover here. Okay. Ryan, what do you got? I'm going Tennessee on the money line. Give me give me Tennessee. I don't even need the points. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way here. Um, Missouri can't stop the run. Tennessee's actually been pretty successful in running the ball against everyone but Florida. Tennessee can score points. Missouri can't really stop anybody, but Tennessee can't either. It's going to be really high scoring. But at this point, when it's two and a half, you're pretty much just picking the money line winner. I think Tennessee is going to win the ball game. So I got Tennessee yeah. there. Next up, we've got the big one, um, the SEC on CBS game. Ole Miss playing in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's favored by minus 14 and a half. Uh, for me, I'll, I'll start this one. For me here, I love Ole Miss. I think their offense is explosive. I think that they could just show up and score 30. And I, I think that that's what they're going to do on Saturday. I'm really, really close to wanting to pick them outright. If it wasn't, if it was anybody other than Alabama, I think I would. But I definitely think 14 and a half is too much. They're playing improved defense and they can score at will with Matt Corral. So yeah. give, me, give me the points with the Rebs in Tuscaloosa. Ty, did you see my uh, my notes? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stick with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Ole Miss uh, with the points, but if we're going money line, I'm taking Alabama. Yeah, I chose Alabama to win this game uh, as much as I want Ole Miss to, and I you know excited about that offense. But I, this feels like one of those games. I feel like it could be fluky. Turnovers might happen. Like you know they that's happened in the, the history of this game. I feel like if Ole Miss scores 40, Alabama's going to score 50. I feel like it's going to be one of those type of games if that happens, you know, if they get off to going uh, and scoring. So, yeah, I definitely got so, Alabama to win here. 
So no, no, if they I, score 40 and no, Alabama scores 50, that's Ole Miss winning. That's what I – that's what I expect to see. So I didn't choose them to cover, actually, which I might end up regretting. I just chose Alabama to win. I feel like Ole Miss – talk to any Alabama fan this year, too. They haven't said anything even about Georgia. That could be a mistake. They've been talking about this game. This is the one they're worried about. All right, so we need I, you I on record. With the points, <laughs> who are you taking? Mm, I don't know. I, I still think Alabama. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's fine. It's hard, it's hard okay. to choose against. It's hard to. So, so Derek's so got hard to Alabama cover. I'm the way yeah. I see it. Well, here, okay. So we'll see. So next up, we've got okay. Troy at South Carolina. South Carolina is a six and a half point favorite at home. I don't really know much God. about Troy. South Carolina's probably going to get Luke Doty back. They have, a, they have a decent defense, good D line. So I'm going to take South Carolina with the points, six and a half here. So I'm going to take them. Do I even need to speak, or do I just I, – it's the same thing. I mean, I'm taking South Carolina. I'll, I'll lay the six and a half. No problem. Yeah. Okay. Not much to say. Their, their talent should take over there. They should win that game. Absolutely. So next up, we've got the night game in Lexington. Florida on the road, favored by eight and a half at Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's improved. They've got a better quarterback, an actual legitimate passing game. Wondell Robinson's a good wide receiver, and you know they play defense. Um, I'm going to take Kentucky here to cover the eight and a half. Uh, I don't trust, I don't quite trust Emory Jones uh, throwing the ball yet. And I know Florida this year is relying on the running the ball. And I think Kentucky is going to be able to slow them down better than anyone has so far this year. And, and they played Alabama. So I, I'm going to take wow. Kentucky. I'm going to take Kentucky here just because I don't know what Emory Jones is yet. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll give you the points. Give me give me Florida. Okay. Yeah. Almost said go Gators. Florida. Oh gosh. I didn't know. No, stop. <laughs> I, I chose I chose Florida to cover here. Okay, Florida to cover. So I'm the lone wolf over here. All right. Yeah. So next up, we got Miss State at A and M. A and M at home is getting seven and a half. Being favored by seven and a half against Miss State, uh, man, I I was really close to picking Miss State here, but I'm gonna ride with the talent. I think A and M's more talented team. I'm gonna pick A and M to cover and just maybe Calzada gets it going. I'm I'm gonna keep riding with the Aggies. This one was a close one for me. Um, I kind of went back and forth. I mean, I think A and M's gonna win it. It's just whether or not they're gonna cover. Uh, I'm. I'll take I'll take. Uh, Miss State with the points. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't choose any. I chose them to win, but uh, I don't think they're going to – I don't think they'll cover here. I think quarterback play was their biggest downfall in this last game, and I feel like second half they cleaned it up a lot. If they can keep that going, yeah, I think it shouldn't be a problem. I feel like they can run the ball, and they've got a really good defense. But Calzada just looked really nervous first half, which honestly very bad, but I think he cleaned it up, so we'll see if that continues. So next up, we've got the one that everyone's excited to watch. The yes, UConn sir. Huskies traveling to Nashville to play Vanderbilt. Uh, Vanderbilt is favored by 14 and a half points. Ooh. I just can't choose that. So I just can't, I, I, I just can't I, do I, it. I can't imagine what what UConn looks like. Uh, you haven't broken down their film yet? No, I really you have You want no my idea. notes? Amateur. <laughs> <laughs> I really have no idea here. Uh, I'm gonna say Vanderbilt. Did they get killed recently? I feel like UConn yeah. got killed by a team recently, and I mean bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, but it's Vandy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just That's look at UConn's schedule. I mean, they lost to Fresno State. They lost by ten to Holy Cross. Army hung fifty-two on them. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say Vanderbilt. Uh, yeah, give me Vandy here. as well. Give me Vandy at home. Revenge game after the Georgia game. They're going to come yeah. out on fire on all cylinders. Yeah. Derek, what you got here? The Huskies and Vandy. What I don't know. Vandy's just so bad. I think it would be funny <laughs> to see UConn win. Uh, Vandy probably will. Sure, If they lose this team, they should – we kick them out of the conference, surely. At that <laughs> point, they're out of the SEC. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're all on yeah. Vanderbilt. All right. Let's go. 
Yeah. Finally, uh, night game in Death Valley. Auburn going on the road to LSU. LSU's favored by three and a half. Uh, Derek, what you got in this one? We'll, we'll start with you this time. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Phoenix kind of get – he got pulled, he got benched? He got pulled, yeah. He did. He is yeah. expected, from what I understand, to be the starter on Saturday. Yeah. I think LSU looked pretty decent. I think it's misstated. I've actually got them to, to cover to win. Yeah. Ryan, what you got? Uh, yeah, I've got LSU to cover. I mean, you you give me six and a half, and I'll still pick LSU to cover. Um, I just think they're going to absolutely dominate for, or Auburn. Auburn's an absolute dumpster fire right now. Just fire their wide receivers coach. Um, quarterbacks is in a flux. Um, give me, yeah, um, give me LSU all day. Go Tigers, yeah. am I right? <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. LSU had a really gritty winning at Miss State. Auburn almost lost to Georgia State. So, I mean, oh gosh, they the quarterback got benched. Give me LSU. I would honestly, yeah. I mean, Ryan said six and a half. I would probably even go higher than that. I just do not think that Auburn is a very good team right now. And that, I mean, we play them next week. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, yeah, <laughs> give me give me LSU here um, with the points to cover. And just so we have it on record, I did text Austin, and he did give me his picks. Um, Austin is riding with Arkansas to cover. What's his record, Lahar? Let's let's. What's his yearly record? Do we know? So I don't have Austin's yearly record to this point. Okay. Can we we'll, trust? We'll go with guy. worse than you, right? As of last week, I was ahead, worse than but he could have had a better week than me. To be determined. We'll find out next week when he returns. Okay. But this week. Austin has Arkansas covering the spread against us. He does. He does think Arkansas is going to play us close. He has Ooh. Tennessee. He has Tennessee to win. Ole Miss to cover with the points, so he's with us there. He has South Carolina, and he's with y'all on Florida. He's riding with A and M, Vanderbilt, and Austin actually picked Auburn to cover in against LSU. Ooh. So Austin obviously a lot higher on. The Auburn Tigers than he is LSU, so we'll see. I I, I don't feel confident in Auburn at all. Not my Tigers. To each his own. But that is going to wrap us up this week. I do appreciate you guys both for subbing in and being on with me this week. So love to have you guys back whenever. So as always, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for liking, subscribing, reviewing sharing with everyone that you have and as always go dogs go dogs